You're listening to Campfire Conversations, brought to you by Three Rivers Land Trust. Connected to the land, committed to conservation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Campfire Conversations, a podcast hosted by Three Rivers Land Trust. Um, We are coming to you from our podcast studio in downtown Salisbury at Backcountry and Beyond. And uh, today we have here uh, myself, Crystal, the Associate Director. Um, We've got Emily, our Senior Land Protection Specialist, and Michael, our Development Associate, our newest employee. So, uh, so welcome. Hey. Hello. (laughs) Um, Emily and I were just talking about how this time of year is a little bit crazy with year-end closings. Um, we've got about, well, we clo- we just closed a project about an hour ago. Yeah. Um, beautiful farm in Rowing County. Um, donated conservation easement. And uh, we've got about five more projects we're going to try to finish off before the end of December. So. so when you see Crystal, Kyle, and I running around like crazy people the next couple of weeks, that's what's going on. <laughs> So uh, we're excited for that, but uh, it does make the end of year a little bit, uh, a little bit crazy. So um, we'll do a, another episode after the end of the year and uh, kind of recap all the projects that closed this past year. Um, so be looking for that uh, coming up. And uh, so uh, Michael is as yes. our newest employee, <laughs> Michael Chapita. Um, we're glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. Very glad to be here. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background? Yeah. So I was uh, born and raised in Wisconsin. Um, moved to North Carolina after high school, which is now 16 years ago. Um, came down here, worked a little bit, went to college. Uh, always been around the, the Lake Norman area. What brought you from Wisconsin to North Carolina? Uh, aside from it being much better weather down here, uh, my brothers worked in NASCAR. And after I graduated high school, like most people in high school, had no idea what I really wanted to do yet. Mm-hmm. All my friends are going to college and doing their thing. And I thought, well, I'll do my thing and I'll move to North Carolina. So I did. Wasn't sure how long I'd stay down here and I'm still here, so... You yeah. must have liked it. I did. Yeah, much better weather, especially this time of year. Uh, I still got most of my family. My one brother actually moved back up to Wisconsin because apparently he missed the cold. Um, but yeah, really enjoy it here. So North Carolina, Lake Norman area. I graduated from Charlotte uh, with a communications degree. I wanted to be a journalist. Um did about four years working for a publication around sports business um, there in Charlotte. And then uh, when COVID hit, I wanted to try something different. And I got into real estate with uh, Lake Norman Realty. Did that for a couple of years, uh, but always wanted to do something that really felt meaningful. And uh, Three Rivers Land Trust knew about them for a while. I actually mm-hmm. volunteered with with the land trust for a couple of years, helping mm-hmm. out the archery tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say, if you've been to the archery tournament, you've probably seen Mike out at the long shot. <laughs> yep. The long shot. I'm the one that hopefully finds your arrows when uh, you do not hit the target. <laughs> Apologies to the people listening that I never found them, but it's what it is. 
next burn period we'll look for them when yeah. I turn back up. <laughs> yeah, they may be a little charred, but uh, you can be a little souvenir, a little remembrance. Um, so found a, that you guys had a job opening. Uh, talked to Travis. Uh, thought he'd be a good, I'd be a good fit for it. So came in, and now I'm the uh, development associate. A um, little bit about my conservation upbringing. I uh, came from a family of hunters and anglers and farmers. Uh, my my grandpa had a farm, uh, mostly crop farming. He had some some cattle. And then in high school, I like to spend my mornings before school. I milked cows as one of my first jobs. Um, little farm, little farmer needs some help. So I would go there, milk cows and then go to school smelling like a farm. It was a a good time, but always grew up in that region of, of farmers and land conservation. And we all see how it's starting to work around here, especially where I live there in Troutman. Um, things are changing and land is getting bought up and built on. And I just want to do my part to kind of slow that process down um house has got to get built but sometimes we need to do it a little bit better than what we're doing now yeah we're very excited to have you with us you've been here three months now almost almost three months yep yep yeah and so tell us a little bit about what your responsibilities are as the development associate and kind of what your day-to-day is like yeah so i am focused on the membership side of the land trust so everybody that donates comes to events i'm the one that'll be bugging you on the phone um making sure that you keep supporting the land trust and then i also we have our sportsman access program i'm the coordinator for that putting all that together um Tell us about the SAP special going on right now. Yeah, SAP, end of the year special. Uh, Not sure when this is dropping, but you'll have a couple weeks. Uh, For every $100 you spent, normally you would get four draws. Now you're going to get five. Say you spend $200, you're going to get 10 draws. So it's basically an extra draw for each $100. We're doing that until the end of the year. Uh, So if you're planning on putting draws in anyways... It's a great time to get it because you're going to get extra ones. Absolutely. And you also just had a very special life thing happen. Do you want to tell us about that? I did. So me and my beautiful wife, Sarah, welcomed our first child on November 21st. So it's almost been four weeks and parents are, the time does fly by and she is getting bigger. Uh, Little baby Claire and sleep's a little hard to come by but she's totally worth it and we're we're very excited congratulations that's that, very exciting yeah thank you yeah it's a big moment for sure biggest of my life yeah. <laughs> new job and new baby yeah, all within I, a couple of weeks of i each decided other. to just have a big change before the end of the year on multiple uh multiple facets <laughs> of my life <laughs> um hey guys we're gonna take a quick break from the show to talk about one of our sponsors backcountry and beyond They're located at 322 South Main Street in Salisbury, North Carolina, right in the heart of downtown. Um, You know, with Christmas approaching, this is the best place to go and get some of your Christmas gifts. They've got everything from e-bikes to solo stoves to BioLite, fire pits, Yeti coolers, cups, chairs, you name it. All kinds of apparel, Traeger grills, spices, Smithy cast iron. They have everything. I mean, you can't go in and walk out without getting something at the store. It's incredible. So if you're looking for the best Christmas gifts and 
you need to get it today, tomorrow. You can order it online. You can go in store. They've got it all. So be sure to go check out our friends over at Backcountry and Beyond and get your holiday shopping done today. The team at Montgomery Community College in Troy invite you to get to know their taxidermy program. For decades, MCC has been helping taxidermy enthusiasts explore their industry as either a hobby or an exciting career option. Students of all ages and abilities can participate in day or evening classes and explore this craft in either mammal or fowl classes. Past projects include deer, beaver, fox, coyote, wolf, swan, duck, turkey, and more. Taxidermy is considered one of MCC's Heritage Crafts programs. Other specialty programs include gunsmithing, hunting and shooting sport management, forest management technology, and pottery. Visit montgomery.edu to see course descriptions and explore the exciting world of taxidermy for yourself. So while we've got you here, I think we should kind of run through what the event calendar looks like for 2024. We've got a lot of great things on the calendar. Registration is open for just about everything we're going to talk about. So we're going to start off 2024 on the right foot with a hike on New Year's Day. You want to tell us about it, Crystal? Sure. So our New Year's Day hike, we've done this uh, for a few years now, um, and it's usually been at Mara Mountain. But this year we are switching things up and uh, we are going to start at the northern end of the Burkhead Wilderness uh, at the Tot Hill Trailhead. We're going to climb up to Cooler's Knob. Uh, which is pretty pretty nice spot. Uh, got some some landscape views with the leaves off the trees. Um, it's about a three mile hike. Um, not too strenuous. Uh, there is a bit of an elevation gain, um, but not too bad. And uh, this will go through a property that we are actively working to transfer to the Forest Service, uh, known as our Dasau property. It's 100 acres. Uh, we were hoping that would be closed and transferred by the end of the year, but it looks like not quite going to happen yet. But uh, we're getting really close, so maybe in January. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to lead this hike on the 1st and uh, hope that y'all can join us. It's going to be a good time. It's one of the very first places you took me when I started here. It's a real fun time. Registration is open for that. So if you want to join us, be sure to register as soon as possible. That's a great way to start the new year. Absolutely. And January 1 is um, sneaking up on us. The year has disappeared. So it's almost there. So then on January 13th, we're going to have our SAP rendezvous. Tell us about that, Mike. Yeah. So the SAP rendezvous, it's going to be our first event where we're just Basically trying to get all the members together uh, post-deer season. Uh, the, we're going to have a fire out there at the Low Water Bridge property. Some food, drinks. Um, we're just going to hang out, chat. We're going to have some stats about previous draws uh, to better inform people about maybe where to place their draws. And we're just going to have a good time, chat, talk about hunting. Um, and Roland is catering that correctly. Yes, we're gonna have so, some barbecue chicken with all the fixings. It's yeah. So if be you're a, a through hiker and an SAP member, you'll recognize that meal, and it's the best meal of the year for us. So you should yeah. come for the food alone. And if you're an SAP member and you've got friends who aren't members and they're possibly interested in it, it'd be a great opportunity to get them out there, hear from us about the program, but also hear from other members about the program and how great they think it is because mm-hmm. i think it's pretty awesome i heard katie and matt planning for the bonfire the other day too so i think yeah. that'll be nice should be toasty yeah if i know katie it'll be toasty 
Um, then after our Sportsman Access rendezvous, we have the hike on January 20th to the Hardaway site, which I think we are all really excited about this one. Do you want to tell us about it, Crystal? Yeah, so we're going to be hiking to the Hardaway site. Uh, those of you who are not familiar with the Hardaway site, uh, it's a really uh, significant archaeological site um, in terms of Native American civilization. Um, some of the uh, projectile points from that area are some of the earliest known in the whole country. Um, so it's a really cool place. Um it was on private land owned by Alcoa, but has recently transferred in the last couple of years to become a part of Mara Mountain State Park. Uh, so we're going to have uh, special permission to visit this site. Um, really excited about that. We also have a speaker coming in, uh, the author of uh, Hardaway Revisited. Dr. Daniel Jr. Uh, yep, is going to be joining us uh, at the Baden Inn and uh, giving us a, a talk there about uh, some of the history of the site. And uh, then we'll take a, a caravan, kind of a van situation to get to the site. Um, I think it's about a mile and a half hike. Yeah, round trip. Not, not, not too far, um, not too strenuous, and uh, check it out. And uh, it's filling up. We it's it a limit. It's a yep. limited number of spots. Uh, so if you're interested in that, there is a fifty dollars charge because uh, we are we have some expenses associated with this one. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. And then the. Friday after the Hardaway hike on January 26th, we have our PD Wildlife Refuge birding event, which is probably one of my favorite like day hikes that we do. Do you agree? Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, the refuge manager over there, Greg Walmsley, uh, is very gracious to, to let us uh, have this event every year. And uh, it's a special event because we get to go behind the scenes. Um, we get to go to a part of the park that is usually closed off this time of year as a waterfowl sanctuary. Um, so we're going to see hundreds and hundreds of ducks, uh, along with some other shorebirds. Um, it's a great time to bring your camera. If you've got a, a zoom of any sort, uh, you can get some really good shots. Uh, bring I know, your binoculars. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's, uh, the PD Wildlife Refuge is the only national wildlife refuge in our 15 county area. Um, and, uh, it's in Anson County. So it's, uh, it's a little little ways to it um from Salisbury but uh it's uh it's a great event and uh really fun also limited in yep. spots we only have about 15 spots and we've already had a few people register um so if you're interested in that uh get on the website and sign up absolutely and I will say about that I'm also excited because like most mid 30 year old men I started to get into birding like two years ago. <laughs> Welcome I've got to the, the club. binoculars, the books. Yeah, and my wife is actually like afraid of birds, so she's not really all about it. But I've I've gotten into it, and I I understand the craze now. It's a lot of fun. It is fun. Yeah, and with the Merlin app, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in deep. Good. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the bird club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that rounds out January's events. So we're going to move into February. Starting February 18th, we will have our first archery tournament of the 2024 season out at our low water bridge property. 
Yep. And if you've been to the archery tournaments in the past, um, I know we did the championship at Low Water Bridge uh, last year, so you'd be kind of familiar with it. We'll change the course up, obviously. Uh, I'll we'll have the long shot, so bring some extra arrows that maybe you want to lose. But you you register on the website for your classes, uh, your, spe- your specific classes. If you just want to come and shoot and not be a part of the class, that's totally fine. It is an ASA qualifier, um, like normal. Um, so yeah, if if you've been to our tournaments, you'll be familiar with it. it's a great time, great group mm-hmm. of people, always yeah. fun. And I think for those of you who have been to them out at the point, Low Water Bridge will be a nice kind of change of scenery. The course looks very different there, but it is still beautiful, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. There was really only positive feedback when we did the championship out there mm-hmm. last year. A lot of people like that set up in that course. So yeah, look forward to the same thing. Should be good. So then after our archery tournament on February 24th, we have our annual shed hunt. I know this is the one some of our SAP members always look forward to out at Low Water Bridge. Have you been on the shed hunt before? I was. that yeah. Before I started at the Land Trust, I went to the shed hunt. Kind of for the same reason I think a lot of SAP members do. Gives you an opportunity to scout, drop some pins. Um, I know me and another SAP member uh, walked together and we were just dropping pins on our Onyx of any rubs we found, any trails. It's a great opportunity. I didn't find any sheds, but it was still rewarding and a, a good mm-hmm. time. Like you get to walk out on the property. It's fun. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should explain what we mean by shed for shed, anybody yeah, who doesn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> We're not yeah. looking for anything uh, unusual out there. Yeah. So uh, the, the non deer people out there, uh, the deer shed their antlers every year. Um, about that time when that is February, um, it's, sometimes a little early, sometimes a little late, can never really tell. It's really weather dependent, but they'll shed their antlers and then people like us like to go out there and try to find them. Yep. I think just about everybody in the office has a nice little collection. It's the, usually the Monday morning thing <laughs> in the early spring as everyone talks about the sheds they found during the weekend. I'm always looking for them for my dog. My dog loves them. Yeah. And they're expensive if yeah. you buy them from a pet store. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that one will be a lot of fun. Again, a great time to come out. If you are uh, someone who's interested in the SAP program and want to get some eyes on Low Water Bridge, there will be lots of folks there who can kind of help point you in the right direction and give you the lay of the land. Registration for that is open. So go ahead and register if you're interested. I will say that it is uh, an off trail hike. Um, and yep, it is unfortunately the deer don't like to walk on the trail sometimes. It so. is going to be, you know, three to four mile long hike. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Some not, topography. A, yeah, it's probably not a necessarily kid appropriate hike. Yeah, um, I, would, I would not on that one. <laughs> nope. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, it, it is a good time to, to check out mm-hmm. the property. Yep. And so those are our two February events. We'll now roll into March. Starting on March 16th, we have our Paddle at Falls Reservoir. My favorite place. Yes. <laughs> and our first paddle of the year. That's where we always like to kick it off at Falls. It's always a beautiful, beautiful time. Why is it your favorite place, Crystal? I don't know. It's just a neat spot. Um, you know, there's there's the waterfall, obviously, Moccasin Falls, which is really cool. Um, and the whole lake is protected. One side of it is National Forest and the other side is State Park. So um, you won't see any houses on this paddle. Um, and usually not too many big boats. It's not a huge lake. So people aren't kind of 
running up and down it at high speed. Um, so it's a great place for kayakers. Um, Pretty cool to get up close to the dam and yeah, see the dam. Yeah, the dam and all the um, old structures there are on the National Historic Register. Um, it's also the only place in the world that you find Yadkin River Goldenrod, um, which blooms in October, so we won't be uh, we won't be seeing it on our paddle in March. But uh, but it's uh, it's a really cool plant that grows there and nowhere else in the world. I have yet to paddle in October to see it. Maybe this year will be the year I finally get there in October. Yeah. Every time I think about it, it's always too late, and I've not had time <laughs> to get out there. Yeah, yeah. You can hike down to it as well from uh, Moccasin Road on the Montgomery County side. Um, I took a photographer friend of mine down there two years ago um but it is really fun to paddle to it and then right after our paddle we'll have our second archery tournament of the year on the 17th of march again out at low water bridge and registration is open for that so if you and it is another asa qualifier so if you're planning to join us on the circuit that will be the second date of the year and believe those are our march events a lot going on yeah Busy time of the year. And then we'll talk just a little bit about April events. And I think that's probably where we will end it. Um, April 12th, we are going to hike out on the Fort York. Is it a battlefield site? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Fort York was a property that the Lane Trust acquired. Um, it's a really cool site that you can still see um, rifle pits and trench entrenchments. Um, it's a really neat spot. Uh, and uh, it's now owned by Davidson County. It's part of the Yadkin River Park, um, but we're going to get some uh, some local historians out there to kind of help tell the story, um, and we're going to think there's like a mile and a half trail or so there, so we're going to hike around and, and get to hear some of the history of that site. And this is a property we helped protect as well, right? Yeah, so we got Land and Water Fund money to purchase that tract and uh, bought it and then uh, transferred it to the county. So it was a site that we protected. It was uh, it was a challenging one. Um, it's only about 15 acres, um, but obviously it's very hard to, uh, to value something as historically significant as that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. so it was, it was a bit of a challenge working through all the paperwork, but we, uh, we did get it protected and, uh, now it is open to the public. Yeah. I'm excited to go. I've not been there yet, but Barry, who I don't know if Barry has been on the podcast yet. He works with us out at the Sandhills office, helping with land protection work and easement monitoring, but he is very pumped about that one. He's a big history buff and is excited to see it. And then the very last event that will round us out for April is probably one of our biggest events of the year. We'll have our spring through hike April 25th through 28th registration for both the spring and fall through hikes will open on January 30th. So mark your calendars for that. And it's going to be another great event. It's something we really look forward to. Crystal and I are there all day, every day, keeping things moving. And we have such a great time with it. You got a little taste of the through hike in the fall, right? Yep. I did a great group of people. Um, I didn't hike it, but I give them credit. That's a, that's a lot of hiking. You can start training for the spring yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm a little behind. <laughs> a little behind. New Year's resolution coming up soon. What's your favorite like stretch of the URA Trail, Crystal? Probably if you, if I had to say one, um, it would be the stretch that goes up over Little Long Mountain. Um, so 
my birthday hike a couple years ago was from the Joe Moffat Trailhead to where the trail intersects Poison Fork Creek and back, um, which is a really good hike. It's about four and a half miles. Um, but yeah, so Little Long Mountain was a project that I worked on, um, the acquisition of, and then helped get together a group of volunteers to actually build the trail, about a mile and a half of trail over the top of Little Long Mountain. Um, so that, that stretch is obviously very special to me. Um, it's also kind of a grassy bald. So it's the only place on the trail that any time of year you have 360 degree views of the Uri mountains. Uh, there's also a trail shelter on top of the long mountain that Boy Scouts built, uh, when we were still the owners of the tract. Um, so only, only one of only three trail shelters on the whole trail, um, so pretty cool, pretty cool spot. That's also one of the very first places we went when I started with the land trust. So I always love going back there too. It was such a beautiful view from the top, especially when before the leaves come out in the spring. It's very nice. And last fall, the through hike was full with a wait list. So if you're interested in coming, I would register sooner rather than later. I think it's going to fill up pretty quick again. But we're looking forward to it. And we do cap it at 100. Um, So last fall, we had 91 hikers um, actually show up. Yep, We had 100 (laughs) registered, but had a few that didn't make it. uh, It was raining that morning. So I think a few people probably stayed in their comfy, cozy beds. But but yeah, so we had 91 start. And uh, the fall before that, we had 98 uh, actually start the hike. So... Um, the fall is a little more popular than the spring, but, uh, every year we get more and more signing up for the spring too. So, um, it's, uh, it's a good time. And if you're thinking about coming and want to know a little more information about it, feel free to email me or call the office and we'll walk you through it. It's such a fun time. And it is challenging, even though you're in the Piedmont, there are some climbs. So it does, it's not a you know, off the couch to 5k. It's, uh, it's something that you do need to train for. Um, but, uh, but it's definitely doable. And, uh, even though it's a big group, um, everybody sort of breaks into smaller groups. And, uh, so I'm sure you can find somebody to, to walk with. Um, and you know, everybody's very friendly and, uh, it's a great place if you're kind of a new backpacker to get started with it. Um, lots of people who can give you advice about gear and food and all kinds of things. So, yeah. And we keep you well supported and well fed. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, that rounds us out for events through the end of April. We'll have to check back in maybe in February and run through the rest of the year with everyone. Yeah, sounds good. Well, thanks, Mike. We're Thank glad you. to have you. Yeah, really and, happy to be uh, here. Really hope you'll join us for the podcast again. Yeah, uh, if you'll have me, I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya. If you like the show and would like the episodes to keep coming, You should know that our podcast is just one of the tools that we use at Three Rivers Land Trust to further our conservation mission. Our number one priority and purpose is to conserve land and natural resources for future generations and to be a voice for wildlife and to ensure wildlife populations have habitat forever here in North Carolina. This podcast is just a byproduct to further that mission. 
You can visit our website at trlt.org to join us in this conservation mission.